Welcome to the Born to Write podcast, dedicated to writers, authors, and the art of storytelling. Go behind the scenes where writers reveal their ups and downs and how they finally shared their stories with the world. Now, here is your host, Azul Tarones. All right, welcome to another episode of Born to Write. Today we're here with Susanna van der Vegen, and she's the author of Ocean Nomad, and it's a beautiful book. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Azul. Thank you for having me. Yes, what's really great is that we're actually recording this podcast in the middle of the Mediterranean. I've had the fortune to be able to be a part of one of the journeys that Susanna's organized, and it's a a whole week's journey across the Aeolian Islands, and we're here to talk about her book. So tell us about what this idea of Ocean Nomad really is. All right. So I was uh, very curious to the sailing lifestyle about five years ago. But I had no idea what, uh, how to get into sailing. I didn't grow up sailing. I always had the idea for the rich and famous and wealthy, or I didn't, uh, I didn't learn it as a kid. So I started this journey, how to get into sailing. And uh, this is what my book is about, how I did it and how others can do it too. Where you talk uh, specifically about this idea of hitch sailing and the idea of focusing on contributing to a healthier ocean. And a great deal of it, it's about the crossing, the Atlantic crossings that you've done and how you began your journey as a really an ocean nomad, finding places where you can connect to the sea. What was like the most surprising thing that came to you once you had the, the seed planted that maybe you wanted to be on the ocean more? Yeah, so I had my very first sailing trip a couple of years ago as a passenger. And then I saw a sleeping cabin on the boat for the first time. And I thought, wow, how cool if one day I can sleep on a boat and actually sail. So the seed was planted to explore more of this. And then um, the dream the dream became to sail around the world one day. But how to start if you don't have sailing experience, you don't have a budget, you don't really know where to start. And I figured, okay, if I can cross an ocean and then I still like it, I will continue chasing the dream to sail around the world. So. I started the journey to explore how can I do this, and um, now I've done, and I wrote a book about it. How others can do this, uh, do this as well. I find it fascinating. So, about four years ago, would you say is when your this idea of starting to sail on yeah. the Atlantic? So, if someone asks you, "What is an ocean nomad?" What do you tell them? Well, an ocean nomad is someone who is either living the sailing lifestyle, slow sailing, or curious to this way of life. So you can be a crew, you can be a captain, or you like to get into it and explore this way of traveling, this way of slow traveling, this way of life, this way of connecting to nature and also connecting to other people with a similar adventure-minded soul or sustainability-minded soul or curious to uh, to live this. What was interesting is you mentioned several times that there's this idea of the slow traveling. For those people who don't know what this is, can you explain this for us? Yeah. So slow traveling is a way of traveling, a way of being, not so much doing. So it's not like I'm going to a place, I want to see this and this and this place, do and do and this thing, but more about being present in the place you're in. So it's about connecting to the locals. It's experiencing the local foods. It's not necessarily making a plan or an itinerary, but with the sailing, go with the wind. We look at the day, okay, the wind is like this, let's go here. It allows room for spontaneous activities. And 
yeah, really a way of, of slowing down and experiencing more the sense of a place and the essence of a place instead of passing through. Right. So what's great about being a part of your journey here and even being a participant is it seems as though part of your motto is to help people connect to the ocean in a positive way, connect to like-minded community. Even on our own boat, we sort of developed our own community, even around this idea of being vegetarians for a week and, and the happiness that's built around community. Tell us more about your communities you lead and what you have noticed around building this community. Yeah. So during these four years now that I've been sailing, I've realized there's all sorts of people, there's all sorts of sailors, but it's quite difficult to find the right people to share these adventures with because it's relatively easy to, to find a sailboat to sail with, but it's, it's not easy to find those people that have the same values, share the same, same ideas, share the same dreams. So over the years, I've, yeah, I've started to connect more people. I started myself to connect with more people, like-minded people I found in different places in the world. And now I'm working on also connecting these people to each other. Because the more people we are doing this, the more fun it is, the more impact we can make. So that's what I'm working on now. And this is also a reason I'm organizing the trip we are doing now. Because it's great to connect online, but the real fun happens offline. And also, this is when you truly connect to nature. You can truly connect to each other. You can have the most beautiful connections and communications without the phone disturbing you or other the news, the commercials, we're out here in nature, sharing these experiences together. And at the end, these are the really the, the memorable days. And also these adventures makes you realize how cool nature is, but also how precious. We're living here with limited resources. We have to deal with limited water, limited power. Yeah, we see the beauty, but we also see like I was just having lunch here and, you know, you see a plastic bottle floating by and you also see these things. So it makes you more aware and more more excited and also more eager to um, to act upon that. Yeah, and I think realizing how much of the earth is actually ocean and compared to land and how much we need to preserve this concept for not just us, but the people that will come after us, right? So one of the things you mentioned in your book is about this first, oh, the several Atlantic crossings, because for a lot of people, it, maybe it's never come to their mind, like maybe I should catch a ride and travel across the ocean. So I explain it at length in your book, but maybe you can talk to us a little bit about what that was like to get, get your first crossing, crossing the Atlantic, how many miles it was, how long did you spend there? And what did you take away when you were on the boat? Yeah. So when I started this journey, I had absolutely no idea about sailing. So I started looking into it. At the moment now, I've done four Atlantic crossings. So I hitched four rides on a sailboat across the Atlantic, twice from Europe to the Caribbean and twice from the Caribbean back to Europe. Four completely different experiences. So every ride is completely different. From Europe to the Caribbean is the relatively easy ride because the wind is nice coming from behind. Each day you get a little bit more south. It becomes more tropical. Um, winter is starting in Europe, so it's perfect time to leave. It's quite pleasant. In both my crossings, we first went from Spain, from the Canary Islands to Cape Verde, which is 700... 790 nautical miles, um, more or less. It took us between five and seven days. And then from Cape Verde, we went one time to St. Lucia, one time to Tobago. And this leg is about 2,200 nautical miles. It took us um, one time 18 days and the other time 17 days. And then from the Caribbean, 
back to Europe. Both these times I left from Antigua. One time we made a stop in Bermuda because we broke the sails from Bermuda to the Azores, Azores to the UK. And the other one was Antigua, Azores to Spain. And both these trips, the last one I did, I know in total we did uh, 4,750 miles. Quite a long, uh, a long journey with stops along the way. In total, we were five weeks, five weeks on the way. So uh, it's a big, um, it's a big journey. You need to allow at least a month to make it happen because it, it never goes as planned. So, um, yeah, it's great. And every experience, every experience is completely uh, different. And you've since most recently have your, your captain's license. You're able to skip our boats now and bring people like us out into the sea. And I'm very interested because I feel like not enough women get to have these roles in, in this, in society in general, but I think particularly on the water. Have you experienced any challenges or difficulties or have you been embraced as a woman captain? So far, yeah. I only, um, got my captain's license this year. So for four years, I've been like hitchhiking on boats. I've been between 20, 30 different boats. Yeah. Acting as crew, helping around. And often you also share the cost. It's a great way of life, great adventures. But at the end of the day, it's still, it still costs some, some money. So this year I decided to invest in getting the Yachtmaster offshore, which allows me to be able to rent boats so I can take other people sailing and sharing this lifestyle. So this is what I'm, uh, I'm doing this week. And also to earn a little bit of money sailing. So sometimes now I'm asked, for example, to do a delivery, bring a boat from A to B. And, um, because I'm now licensed qualified, I can, uh, I can earn some money doing that. And so far I've skippered a few times now and I've only had actually good reactions. So for example, I show up at the charter company and they ask in the group, like, who's the skipper? And I say, yeah, that, that's me. So this little girl coming like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> so you see this little bit surprised faces, but, uh, in an, in an encouraging way. Yeah. It's great. So let's talk about your book a little bit because I want people to understand that you wrote this book in the same lifestyle. You didn't go home and check into a, a office. You, you wrote this as you were continuing to be an ocean nomad. Tell us about when you started this book and where were you when you were writing it and, and what was it like for you kind of creating this? This incredible guide, really, for people who want to have this lifestyle. Yes. So I started this book on my second Atlantic crossing. Basically, at that time, the, the idea was not even to write a book. I received many questions from people like, how can I do this too? I want to sail across the ocean. Where do I start? And the book is about having the dream to sail across the Atlantic to actually making it happen. So... It's from why do this in the first place to how to find a ride. What's it like? What are the seasons? When should I do this? What kind of boats are doing this? What do I have to look for? Do I have to look online, offline? Which harbors to go to? Which websites to go to? A lot about the preparation. So once you have found a ride, how can I prepare? And also how can I figure out if it's a safe boat, reliable captain, if it's the right thing to do? And then there's a whole lot about uh, ocean conservation. So how I can make a difference as a crew member to contribute to a healthier ocean. And so, yeah, I received many questions from people and I started to uh, to write down a few tips. The idea was to just make like a 10 to 20 page PDF with some basic tips. And very soon I realized there's so much more to the topic and I decided to turn it into a book. And I started this on my second Atlantic crossing. 
So I could do bits and pieces because on an Atlantic crossing, it also never goes as planned that one day is the same. But I started with it. And then in the next two years, I've been written, uh, I've been writing the book in from different islands, from different coasts, coasts. I've been boat hitchhiking in between. So this book, I wrote large pieces of the book, for example, well, Etsy, um, also in Turkey, in the coast in Turkey after hitch sailing trip. And then I hitchhiked from Turkey to the other side of Greece, to the west of Greece. Then I've been boat sitting for months. I did a lot of the book during that month. So I was taking care of a boat in exchange for having a place to stay. I wrote lots of the book there. I wrote lots of the book in Dominica. Um, was there for two months in Kerikou, the place of uh, the wooden boat building. And this is the kind of boat I'm, uh, I'm also now building, but that's, uh, that's a different story. I wrote large part of the book in Dominican Republic, where also um, I hitchhiked across the Caribbean, finishing the book there from many different places. Yeah, so sometimes I was working on it very focused for a month, and then I went out to sea again, um, doing different things. So um, from all over, I don't have a home. So wherever I am, I create a little home and until I get itchy again to move and sail, and then I find a new base camp on a different island. That's great. And and your book, you did a beautiful job on your book. It's well laid out. It's well written. It's it's a lovely design. What made you decide that you would self-publish this book as opposed to use a traditional publisher? Yeah. So at the, at the beginning, I had no idea about all these options. And along the way, well, I realized how much there is to writing a book. Like the actual writing part is maybe 5% of it. Because then you have, you know, you have the editing, you have to figure out the graphic design, you have to to figure out the outline, figure out many things. So at a certain moment in time, I thought, okay, maybe I should look for a publisher. But I was in quite far stages and I really wanted as soon as possible help more people to do this thing. And I also learned that with going with a publisher, it would gonna uh, going to take at least another year. And I wanted to finish the book. I want the next season was starting for Atlantic Crossing. I wanted to get it out of there. So self-publishing was the fastest way so i uh, i found a lot of help online also in, in communities self-publishing communities read loads of tips asked help from other authors and um, yeah just step by step by step made it happen figured out all the things myself basically and um, i'm happy i did it the, the self-publishing way because it allows for a lot of flexibility there's a lot of choices to make but um, there's a lot of freedom too so um, I'm happy with the choice. Yes. That's great. And as you move forward and you're growing this mm-hmm. community, where are people connecting with? I'm sure people read the book and not everyone can join you on a, a sale, even though they want to. How are you, can, you talked about building a community besides the book. How are you connecting people, you know, maybe globally or online to have this sort of shared experience? Yeah. So I started uh, with the book. I basically started Ocean Nomads Community. It's a, it's a simple Facebook group online. And it's like a support group if people want to have more information or help or tips. I share it in this group. Well, that was the, the beginning just after I published the book. But over the year, it has now faced a little bit away like from the book. But the community is now more about connecting like-minded people. So I have lots of captains asking me if I know of any crew, like like-minded crew that maybe can join them. I have lots of people asking me if I maybe know a boat they can join. Many people asking similar questions and there's also more people like me doing this. 
that also have the answers and connections. So in this Facebook group, I'm currently connecting the people. But I'm working actually on an application away from Facebook that also has a location feature and has a community platform behind it as more powerful way to connect the people, to connect the stories, to share more stories about this lifestyle. So um, that's something I'm working on at the moment. That's great. And it can we'll talk about at the end where they can find you so they can find this community, even if it's not quite built yet. Uh, maybe by the time this comes out, it will be. Um, I, I know for me, you've done a great job of teaching me what's important about, about the sea, about safety on the boat. And I find that your book does it also an extremely good job of not saying you have all the answers, but saying that these are the things that I've observed. These are the things I've had to learn to give them a choice, but also to make sure you're clear that there's no definitive answer. There's no right one way to do things. And tell us about how you decided to like focus your book, because your book has a really clear intention of being just a guide, but not the like the definitive voice. Yeah, because there is no straightforward way to do this. So I've based my book basically on questions I was receiving from other people and the questions on how I had myself when I started this journey. So what's it like to sail an ocean? Uh, how do you find a boat? Like when is the season? When do you have to do this? How can you figure out if, if a boat is safe? If you never really experienced a lot of boat life, how do you know if a captain is a good captain? What do you need to pack? Simple things like that. How is it going with the food and the provisioning? And so a big part of the book is about uh, the, the stuff you deal with when you sail on shore. So the whole research phase, the preparation phase. Then another part is of the book is when you're actually on the Atlantic Ocean. So what's it like? How to deal with limited water, with limited power? What's the sleeping situation like? What's it like to swim in the ocean? It's a combination of practical tips. And also my, my personal experience, my stories, seasickness, how to deal with seasickness, how to prepare for that. And it's not just my stories, but also I did, I, I interviewed 90 people, 30 captains and 60 other hitch sailors, boat hitchhikers who have done the same trip. So I've asked them questions, how they, uh, how they perceived and experienced this trip and, um, what they, uh, like to share as their lessons learned for other people who like to do this. And then I have a section, once you're on the other side, how does that work? Can you just leave the boat? What's next? Because many people doing adventure like this, they are kind of on a quest or on a journey. So how to go from there? And then the fourth bit of the book, which is of great importance also to me, is about the ocean. What's happening to the ocean with climate change, overfishing, biodiversity change? What's being done about it? And what can we do as an individual while on this journey? to make a difference. So that's roughly the structure of the book. And um, you can basically read it as a buffet. It's not like you have to start in the beginning or the end. If you're curious to what it's like, you can read the stories. If you really want to do this yourself, you can read the how-to tips. So yeah, it has, it has interesting aspects uh, for everyone. That's great. And uh, the other thing that struck me is that this is only the beginning of your journey. This isn't, this isn't very far in. I, when people tell me they're doing research, oftentimes or interviews before their book, I think they get lost in collecting data. Like they don't just start writing or, or have an end in mind. How did you know how many people to interview? What kind of research you need to do? What was that process like for you? I didn't know. I've, I've figured it out along the way. Yeah. Le researching a lot, asking questions. 
asking feedback. Uh, my book was uh, much thicker before, actually. It's at the moment it's 400 pages, which is still quite quite a lot. But um, I had a rough outline. I asked for feedback from other people, from both captains and crew members and aspiring crew members. When the rough draft was finished, I found 17 beta readers, also with different backgrounds. I made a big questionnaire with questions they could fill out, which helped me to shape the book in a better way. That helped me greatly to shape it more and giving it a little bit of a better structure. I also entered self-publishing school, which is a program that uh, supports authors that, that are the same journey. We helped each other greatly finding answers. Yeah. I figured it out along the way. I didn't have like a plan prior, like this is how I'm going to do it. Basically along the way, I figured out, oh, okay, I need to think of this. I need to think of this and adjusted course as I go. If I would write another book now, which I'm actually doing, it's so much easier because I know, I know the drill now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the thing. Just start. Just think like, like, you know, hitchhiking on, on a boat, just start. Yeah. It, it, you know the basics and then just take action. That's where you learn the most as opposed to waiting to know all the information, knowing all the the things you need to know. Now, I really appreciate that you've shared your journey with us on this boat, as well as in the book. Where would people go to find more about the, the Ocean Nomad Life and connect with you online? All right. So my website is uh, theoceanpreneur.com. That's basically my brand. And Ocean Nomads is one of the projects that I'm working on at the moment. And I uh, just launched a dedicated website to that. So that's oceannomads.co. And on the social media, I am Oceanpreneur. So you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with Oceanpreneur. So like entrepreneur, but then with, with the ocean. Suzanne, thank you so much for being on the show. We, we really appreciate it. Look for more news to come because I have a feeling that this isn't the first time that we'll be sailing together and nor the first last time we'll be creating projects here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Join me again for another interview for great authors who talk about their story, how they got there, and why they feel like they're born to write. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave an honest review, and you can always find me at coachazul.com.